Somebody say gifts. Say my gifts. I want to, to deal with the scripture that comes to us from the book of James, the first chapter and the 17th verse. It just simply says this, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift, every, not every gift, but it's qualified. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Many people are gifted with many different talents, but they're not all godly gifts. Amen. And people are, are led to believe that just because I'm gifted, then I, it must be God. And so many people use their secular gifts and give God credit for the vulgar secular gift that they have. Uh, are y'all hearing me? You, you, you write a song about something that's salacious and something that's, that, that, that's, that's lascivious. Uh, and then you stand up and receive an award and thank God for the gift. Every gift, just because it may be successful, is not from God. But the qualifying factors are in the scripture that James wrote. He simply said that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above hallelujah and it comes down from the father of lights comes down from the father of lights that simply means that there's no darkness in the gift if it's from God it does not it doesn't contain any darkness in the gift oh God help me it doesn't contain any darkness it is nothing but godly it is nothing but goodness it is nothing but holy it is god amen and it's not muddied or polluted or diluted with any carnality every good gift every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above coming down from the father of lights let me stop there i'm going to i just want to expository deal with this right now the father of lights that means that light came out of god in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the water and God said in the midst of darkness in the midst of ebon darkness void of any luminance void of any light God speaks before there is a crystal sea before there is a gate of pearl or a street of gold God speaks and says let there be I don't hear nobody he said let there be light and where did light come from from out of him because he is the father of lights not just light but every light that brightly shines it comes out of him he is the birther. He is the progenitor. He is the father of lights. And there is no variance. He doesn't vacillate. 
he doesn't vacillate and there's no shadow of turning with God I don't hear anybody all light comes from God every good and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights in whom there is no variance nor turning and I want to do a James Wilson today I've got my notes here I'm learning you're teaching me Reverend you're teaching me amen <laughs> and I want to talk to you about gifts I want to talk to you about the gift that is in you and a lot of us disqualify ourselves because our gift is not like other people's gifts or a lot of us try to emulate other people's gifts and one gift does not fit all there is a specific reason why God birthed you there's a, there's a specific reason why God called you into being at such a time as this you are here for a purpose that is divine and we dumb it down because we are not sensationalistic you know if we don't have a sensational something then we think ourselves to be less than but your gift may not reach the three the the the, the, the eight billion people on the earth but it will reach someone Your gift may not travel across the country to 330 million Americans, but it can reach one American. It can reach somebody. But there is a specific divine gift in you that must be noticed, that must be appreciated, and that must be presented. It must be noticed and acknowledged. It must be appreciated for what it's worth, and it must be presented so that it can bless the people because the gift in you is not for you. The gift in you is so that you can bless someone else. I don't hear anybody. And there are, there are a plethora of people, a multitudinous amount of people that are sitting here today or watching that are not in your gifting. That are not utilizing your gifting because you have disqualified yourself. You have cheapened your own value. You have caused your, your true worth to be hidden underneath your insecurity. And you've got to shake yourself loose now. And you have got to understand that he put this gift in you for today. I don't hear anybody. He put this gift in you for today. Somebody holler today. The gift, the gift. Somebody say my gift. You put your hand on your chest and say, my gift. My gift. Now, now the, the value of a gift, the value of a gift is not in the price tag. The value of a true gift, gift is not found in the price tag. And it's not found in the brand name. Amen. You think the, the more hefty or weighty the price or more renowned the name, it's something that that's supersedes and it's wonderfully great because of those different qualities of finance and name association. And that's not the truth. The value of the gift is appraised by the heart. The heart that is given the gift. I don't hear anybody. It's appraised by the thoughtfulness behind the gift.
It's appraised by the love that motivated the gift. Hallelujah. The gifts that are heartfelt items are invaluable in worth. And it doesn't have to be something great or grand. It can be a flower picked from the backyard. It can be a weed, a dandelion, like we used to do for my mother. Go and see a yellow dandelion, a yellow weed, pick it up and bring it here, mommy. It's a, it's a flower. It's a weed, but she didn't care because it came from the heart. Do I have anybody here? Some gifts, some gifts cost nothing some gifts cost nothing it, it was something that was passed down sometimes with intentional thought sometimes because the random opportunity presented itself with no specific rhyme and no specific reason I had it you 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 needed it and I gave it to you some some gifts you know you didn't plan to give it Somebody came over and saw something in your house that they liked. They complimented you on it. And you said, oh, you like that? Well, here, here, take it. A amen. And it costs nothing. And it wasn't done with any intentional reason. But you liked it. I have it. Here, take it. A amen. I don't hear anybody here. And, and, and that kind of gift, that, that, that's a compulsory gift. That, 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 that's a gift that just happened. Hallelujah. Cost nothing, wasn't nothing to it, and it was just a good gesture. Hallelujah. And it goes a long way. When somebody, uh, I won't say what I was going to say, but I, I had a hammer in my office. I had a hammer in my office. It was, it was Thor's hammer. Yonder. Only Marvel people know what I'm talking about. Only Marvel people. DC people don't know what I'm talking about. And, and somebody brought me Mjolnir and I was, that was my hammer because I'm a Thorite you know, just that's the cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard you know and, 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 and one of the kids came in and they looked at, oh, that, that, that's Thor's hammer and some said give it to him and I said no something I told something no now, I'll give him some money, but he ain't getting my hammer. Because only those who are worthy can lift up the hammer of Thor. And something kept bothering me. And the young boy wouldn't take his eyes off of my hammer. And I took my hammer and put it behind my chair. And then I listened to something and I said, you want my hammer? Yeah, ah, that's the wrong answer. And I had to give him my hammer. And the thing is, it was, just, it was, it was, it was a collector's item and they don't really make them no more. I found out afterwards, had I known it then, <laughs> that little rugrat would still be hammerless. But it's, it was just compulsory. It was, it was there. I had it. They, they wanted it. I gave it. And, it. and it really cost me nothing except for the collector's item. It really it cost me nothing. So some gifts cost 
nothing. Hallelujah. Now, and, and that's in line, I'm trying to get back to James. James, I'm sorry, uh, James, okay. And it's done to help others, you know. And, and that's a gift that is literally spontaneous from the heart. Yeah. While some gifts cost much and cause the giver to deprive themselves so that others can have even when that giver is in need. That gift is something that happens by divine unction that causes the giver to lose concept of themselves to lose concept of their situation because something has been laid on them that causes them to deem others need more important than their own and that gift costs dearly that gift is something that is priceless that gift may cause me to hurt giving it but it will cause me to help giving it i know that's it. i've just lost you i just lost you because nobody really wants to get to that level of generosity where you can hurt yourself to help somebody else that's true love that's genuine agape love that causes you to go past the law of uh, i don't hear anybody there is a law a human law that the first law of human nature is self-preservation but when you have the law of the kingdom it supersedes the human law i don't hear anybody the law of the the human law says self-preservation think of yourself first but the law of the kingdom says think of others before you think of yourself that's true love and that gift goes further than you can ever believe somebody holler my gift hallelujah hallelujah the gift that is supernatural there is a gift hallelujah there is a gift that is it, 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 it's beneficial from a benefactor but then there is a gift that is sacrificial the sacrificial gift is where we have the problem the gift that requires us to really donate ourselves hallelujah not just give away something that is really of no consequence but when you give a sacrificial gift it means that you give past your ability and you give even though you don't know how you're gonna make up the difference I don't hear anybody here sacrificial giving puts us to the test and I'm not just talking about finance I'm talking about that which comes from a broken person to help somebody else broken that comes from the heart of somebody who helps somebody else in their journey I don't hear anybody the time that you sacrifice that's a gift the energy that you sacrifice that's a gift the love that you sacrifice that's a gift the provision that you sacrifice 
That's a sacrificial gift. Do I have any sacrificial givers here? Sacrificial giving usually goes uncelebrated. Sacrificial giving is usually done in secret. Sacrificial giving is usually done in private. The gift that you give sacrificially is invisible to the normal eye because it's not for laudation and it's not for applause. It is so that the person that you gift can be benefited. I don't hear anybody here. They say it's more blessed to give than to receive. The gift benefits you by helping somebody else. Somebody holler my gift. Somebody holler my gift. My gift is sacrificial. I'm moving quickly. My gift is sacrificial. I don't give because I can. I give because I must. Because I've been gifted by God. I've been gifted by God to gift to others. I don't hear anybody. I was gifted and I was bestowed and endowed by God so that I could gift and bestow and endow to someone else. That's the true sign of Christian love. That's the true sign that you know Jesus is by being able to sacrifice gifts and not even think about yourselves. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and 6, he told Timothy, wherefore I put you in remembrance, Timothy, that you start to pay attention to what I invested in you, that you value what I invested in you, that you put to use what I gifted you with. He said, I want to put you in remembrance that you stir up, that you stir up. Look at your neighbor and say, use it, use it, use it, use it, use it, use it, use it. That you stir up the gift of God, which is in you. And it was put in you by the laying on of my hands. In other words, he's saying, Timothy, I anointed you. And the gift, if it's truly the anointing of God, the gift in me, if it's truly the anointing of God, is two things. If the gift is real in me, it is tangible. I'm preaching. It is tangible. And it is transferable. If I really am gifted by God, I've got the power and the anointing to transfer the gift and to put and invest the gift from me to the appointed vessel. Oh, I don't hear nobody here. That's why you got to value the laying on of hands because it's a transferring of gifts. It's not just for you to convulse. It's not just for you to fall out.
but what's happening in the spirit is that there's a gift transfer there's an anointed gift transfer that bestows on you the gift that is in the vessel laying hands I don't hear anybody here he said it was given to you by the laying on of my hands and then he turned around and he told Timothy again in 1st Timothy 4 and 14 he said do not neglect the gift that is in you I'm telling you in this room and online stop neglecting what God invested in you and start looking to God to activate that anointing and that investment that is on your life and in your spirit I don't hear anybody here stop neglecting to do what you need to do in order to be who you need to be stop hiding behind other people's gifts stop hiding behind other people's calling and get to the realization of who you are and do the work that God's called you to do no more dormancy no more dormancy no more dormancy move this for me no more sitting back on the sidelines and watching there is an investment in you there is an anointing on you there is a gift in you and you've got to stir it up I'll say it again and you've got to stir it up it's not God's responsibility to stir up what he's already put in there in other words you've got to come to the realization and the appreciation of what God put in you and even if you don't have the approval of your friends and family you cannot deny who God's called you to be and the gift of God on your life I, I don't hear anybody here I think we've gotten too lazy and we want to live off of other people's gifts laziness we want to live off of other people's anointing other people's purpose other people's gifting and we deny and we don't acknowledge the gifting that God put in us why 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 it is, I, don't, I don't have an understanding. It's inexplicable as to why you would have such a wonderful God. A wonderful God that thinks so much of you that he gives you a purpose and gifts you with talent and with creativity and anointing. And you sit back and you hold it hostage. Uh, am I talking to you? Give me 10 more minutes and I'll be finished. And you hold it hostage. I want you to remember the story. God, I'm I want you to remember the story of the talents in the book of Matthew. I want you to remember that there was a great man who was going on a journey and he gave gifts to three servants. He gave valuable gifts to three servants. 
They were servants and poor. He was a great man and rich. But he saw something in the three that caused him to single them out, bring them to himself, and give them denominations of monies for them to go and make usury of, to bring in an increase. You have been gifted by God to bring in an increase. Uh, only one hallelujah. You have been gifted by, I'm talking to you who think that you are unimportant. I'm talking to you that don't know your own value or have dumbed your value down. I'm talking to you that are sitting on the seats of do nothing. I'm talking to you that are sitting back waiting for something to thrill you and not getting to work and utilizing the gift that is in you. Oh, I, I, know, I knew that, 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 kind of, that kind of quieted some folk because I walked down your street. You have to understand that if you're sitting back doing nothing, you are wasting time and gifting. Somebody holler my gift. You are wasting time and gifting if you are just sitting back, sitting like an open chick with your mouth open, waiting to be fed, but doing nothing to feed yourself. Y'all didn't like that either. Okay, I'm gonna keep on going. Sitting there waiting for somebody to give you something and you not use what you're given. We are in an era today where the church has become lazy, has become complacent, and we want somebody to give us something and we rejoice over prophetic words and do nothing with the gift. Do nothing with the gift. Come back, scrape it off of our plate and ask for more. Get more, scrape it off our plate and ask for more. And we do nothing with the gifting. Who am I talking about? Don't raise your hand. And we do nothing. And he called the three servants together. And he gave one servant five talents. And he gave another servant two talents. And he gave the third servant one talent. But the Bible said it was all according to their several abilities. Just because you didn't get the five and you got the two, don't envy the five because they've got to do more work. There are people looking at preachers and Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes and, and I look at them, they just, they just compromise and they come. You don't understand the work level that they've got to do. People that have been given five talents have got to work twice as hard and deal with everything that goes along with it. But their focus and their ability gives them the power to be able to do and to multiply and to increase what they've been given by way of their gift. Am I making sense to anybody? And he gave one five talents. And he gave the other two talents and the one one. All based on their several abilities. And he left them to utilize their talent. Y'all are not getting this, are you? And he left us to utilize our talent. Let your light so shine before men. So that they can see what you do with your light. 
so they can see your good works. They can see what you do with your light. So they can see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, five more minutes, just give me. Hallelujah. And the one with the five talents valued the gift. You've got to value the gift. Somebody holler my gift. You've got to value the gift. When it means something to you, it becomes something that's priceless. And you put more of your energy into it because of your gratitude. Because you remember when you didn't have it. Holy, holy God. You remember when you didn't have it. And now all of a sudden somebody saw something in you that they dared to give you something so great. And when he saw that he had five talents of money after being a servant serving just to get by. He did what he saw his master do. He took it out to the marketplace and he utilized five coins and he multiplied them. And every no didn't stop him and every denial didn't stop him. Every door that slammed in his face, he just went and knocked a little harder. But he was determined to do what his master did. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When you have a God so great that can multiply, he gives you the power to multiply. And you've got to trust what he's put in you. And not neglect the gift that's in you. Somebody say, it will work. Say, it will work. But you've got to work it. And he, oh my, two minutes, and he multiplied his five to ten. He's standing there with more money he's, than he's ever seen in his life. And he did it because his master gifted him. I hope I'm driving the point home because his master gifted him with something that he didn't earn and he valued it now he walks away with two handfuls ten talents the one with two saw how the one with five worked that talent look at somebody say work that talent and say I will look at him and say I will And the one with the two saw what they did with the five. Said, I may not have five, but the two that I have, watch me work. If you've got a gift, you're obligated to work. It's called noblesse oblige. Noblesse oblige means that if you've been given something that makes you noble, it obligates you to work. Those that are noble must work. 
and he went out and he worked those two never feeling like he was less than he worked those two knocked on doors that were closed talked to people that ostracized him and, and he worked those two gifts say my gifts until he finally got two more I don't think y'all are getting this and he came back with four talents to present to his master when he returned but the one that had one neglected his gift neglected his gift I must end here neglected the value of the gift because it wasn't like the five because it wasn't like the two and he neglected it how many of us are sitting back neglecting who we are because we're not like the pastor or we're not like the singer or not like the one that's getting all the laudation. We, we, and we, we, we tell ourselves, oh, I'm just a nobody. And we tell ourselves, I'm just a nobody. How many of you have ever said that about yourself? Tell the truth, tell the truth. How many of you have ever said about yourself, yeah, I'm not important, I'm just, I'm, I'm not like everybody else, I'm just a nobody. They don't know who I am. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Don't be afraid. Truth can't hurt you. And you, you didn't know the worth of the gift given to you. Y'all go help me. You didn't know the worth of the gift given to you. So you sat back and watched others go forth. Well, they've got more than I do. They've got more help than I have. They have more money than I have. They have more education than I have. They're from a higher tax bracket than I am. And you sit back and you let your gift remain dormant and make no headway. How sad. Because even if it's one talent, it's enough to change somebody's life. Y'all, I'm serious. Even if it's one talent, it's enough to change a life. If you value the gift. And he buried the gift. He buried the gift and did nothing and when the master came back the one with the five said master look you gave me five I multiplied it it's ten here did I do a good job he said well done you prosperous, beneficial, faithful servant.
No, no. And then he gave the one that presented the ten all ten for himself. The one who was using his gift thought that he was using it to bring the master back something. And the master was trying to teach him that your gift will be beneficial to you. A man's gift will make room for him. A man's gift will make room for that man and bring him before great men. He said, keep all those ten and enter into the joy of your Lord. He's rejoicing because this servant, you understood the value of his talents and multiplied. The woman too said, hey, hey, you gave me two. I got four. Well done, you prosperous servant. You were faithful over a few things. Now, be ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Keep those talents, son. And it made that, those servants rich. If you knew the value of each talent, in today's equivalence, it would be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it made the servants now prosperous leaders. Still didn't get it back there? I have to come down. I'm five minutes over time. I gotta, gotta use it well. Got it? And then the one with the one. Now see, we're not taking into consideration the psychology of how the servants responded when they were given this based on their gift. But the one with the one who buried it, when he saw his master came back, he went and he did, dug in the ground because he had hid the money. He dug in the ground and then he presented it back to the master. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Go to the next verse, verse 19. And, and, he, and he presented it back to the master. Hallelujah. And after a long time, the Lord, well, the servants go, keep going, 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 keep going. Keep going. Right there, stop. Keep going. Then he which had no, no say right there. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, now look at the arrogance. Look at the arrogance of this complacent man. Look at the horrible mentality of this man who was given talent that he didn't use. Now he's gonna blame God for it. We've been given talents that we don't use, and then we go to God and say, I don't know why I'm going through all this. I prayed and nothing happened. You prayed. You weren't supposed to pray. You were supposed to work. There's a time for prayer. And then there's a time to work what you got. I don't hear you in this room. And then he's got an attitude with the master. Because he didn't do the work with what he had. 
Do you have an attitude with God because you're suffering? Because you haven't done your job? When they received one came and said, Lord, I know you. I know how you, I know how you are. Oh, I know you. He said, I know you. That you are a hard taskmaster. A hard man. You try to reap where you have not sown. How insulting. When everything he had, his master gave him. His master sowed into his life. Where you're trying to reap where you have not sown and gather where you have not strong. And I was afraid of you. Imagine you're so, you're so disrespectful and then you talk about you're afraid. But you weren't so afraid that you didn't disrespect him. Amen. And I was afraid. And I went and I hid the talent in the earth. Hello. There that you gave me, here it is back to you. It is thine. And the master, the Lord, answered and said, You wicked, twisted, wicked, twisted and wicked, slothful and lazy. You didn't value what I put in you. You didn't value what I gave you that was supposed to prosper you. You wicked, twisted, slothful, lazy. You wicked and slothful servant. If you knew who I was, and if you, in your arrogant misrepresentation of who I am, knew that I reap where I do not sow, and gather where I have not strong the seed, he said, then you should have therefore put my money to the exchangers you should have took the gift I gave you and brought it out into the marketplace so that when I came back I would receive what you have plus interest and the woman 10 standing there unaware that he was about to be blessed because of the slothfulness of somebody who didn't use their own gift. Didn't realize he was about to be blessed because somebody else was slothful. He said, take the one from this slothful wicked servant. Give it to the one who valued their gift. Give it to the one who looked and was grateful and made this thing something so serious that he just wanted to bless me and other people. Give it to that one who has 10. For to everyone that has shall be given more and he shall have abundance Your gift is 
going to multiply you so that you have abundance. I got to stop here. He said, everyone that has shall be given more and he shall have abundance not just enough but abundance the house abundance the finance abundance the health abundance the help abundance some of you are living in that abundance right now you need to keep that gratitude going you need to keep that thankfulness going some of you are walking around in something that you shouldn't have gotten I don't hear anybody here some of you are working in positions that you shouldn't have had but God gave you a gift you shall have abundance but from him that hath not multiplied their gift it shall be taken away even that which he has. Now take that one and cast them out into get, get, get that prop, unprofitable servant cast about into outer darkness where there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that mean? Weeping and gnashing of teeth means that you will, you will regret the time that you could have and didn't weeping and gnashing of teeth, grinding your teeth, saying, oh God, why did I waste the gift? Why did I let the time go past? Why didn't I use my gift? Where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My brother and sister, don't waste the gift. Paul told Timothy, do not neglect the gift. 1 Timothy 4 and 14, do not neglect the gift that is given to you, which was given to you by the words of prophecy and by the laying on of hands, the transfer. Somebody say the transfer. By the laying on of hands, by the preacher, by the presbytery, by the one anointed to anoint you with the gift. Because I told you the gift that's in me is not for me, it's for you. I don't hear nobody. And then verse 15, he said, give yourself wholly over to it. He said, meditate on it. Give yourself totally, wholly, entirely over to the gift that I've given you. God said, give so that what? Your profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. So that your profit meaning that there is a benefit to the gift in you and you will profit by it. What you do in your gifting and giving to others will cause it to re return boomerang back to you and cause you to profit by it so that your profit may be seen by everyone. I'm finished I don't have any more to say but there's much more to do there's much more to do there are people that are sitting here today or watching that are letting time pass by and you're afraid of what God put in you
because it seems to be too great to be real. Uh, nobody's going to believe me. Who do I think I am to think that God would do this? Gifting that God gave you. And stop trying to function in gifts that you're not called to. I'm talking to everybody here. Stop, stop trying to function in gifts that, that you have no calling or anointing for. It's not a gift. It's your desire. God didn't gift you. You just had a desire to do something that he didn't gift you for. And then you wonder why people don't want to hear you. Because that's not what you've been gifted for. Your gift will make room for you. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before a great man.